Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Let's jump out to the Zone phone. Uh, The T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He's a former BYU uh, quarterback and our Cougar insider here on the Big Show. He's our friend Tanner Mangum. Tanner, out of a a scale of 0 to 10, what's your enthusiasm for the uh, holiday of Halloween? Oh, I'd say it's up there. I would say it's a good Eight, okay. maybe eight point five. Yeah, I'm a big Halloween guy. Now, I, uh, uh, you have a young it helps, daughter. It helps having a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it helps having a little, a little girl who loves Halloween and kind of reinstills that love for Halloween that I had as a kid. I kind of get to relive it through her eyes. So it's definitely taken it up a notch the last couple of years. I was going to say. Oh, here's, sorry, a go pro- ahead. here's a problem, Tanner. Uh, Jake doesn't even want to carve a pumpkin. Neither does Austin. Ouch! No, no, no! Halloween spirit. I feel like it's it's a uh, it's kind of like a, a Scrooge. Are you Halloween Scrooge? Or well, very little enthusiasm, Tanner. Although I will do it because I've got a I've got a three year old and she's starting to get into it. So I get where you're coming from, and, and your daughter is a little older than mine. But I wanted to know what she has decided you are dressing as this year. <laughs> so she she is very thorough in her theme. Last year was a Nightmare Before Christmas theme, so okay. she was Jack Skellington. Uh, my wife was with Sally, and then I was I was uh, I was Locke, one of the little minions. And this year, it's a, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy theme. Nice. Is going to be Groot. Sydney will be Rocket, and I'm going to be Star Lord. So it's going to awesome. be good. Awesome. I I'm I'm. Uh, it's been decided I will be Goofy for the second year in a row. So that's <laughs> at least I have the costume. Awesome. Well, well, next year, be? next year you'll, you'll switch it up. What am I going to be? It's funny Tanner mentioned that. I might end up being Jack Skellington because our two-year-old is obsessed with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. There you go. What about you, Gordo? Love it. Gordon? Uh, Asleep? Yeah. (laughs) Man watching TV? (laughs) In a bathroom? In a bathroom. uh, I don't know. Ignoring the door? Uh, <laughs> let's talk uh, some Cougar football, Tanner. Give us uh, give us kind of your review of uh, this week's game. It, it was far from perfect, but they got the job done still. They got the job done, but unfortunately, when they're already in this situation, we've, we've talked about this the past few weeks, when you're playing a schedule that's as criticized as it is, you have to win your games in convincing fashion if you're going to convince the, uh, the the country, the voters, the the uh, the analysts, analysts, the pundits that that you're you're legit. I was surprised to see that they even jumped a spot in the AP poll to 14 uh, after after the win. A win is a win. I, I will give them that. You know, you'll you'll take it any way you can get. But when we're talking about trying to fight for a top 10 ranking or a uh, you know a, 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 a top tier bowl game. Then you're going to have to win in, in more convincing fashion. I thought overall they they moved the ball. It wasn't a wasn't a question of of putting up um, yards. It was just a matter of finishing drives. It was a matter of 
um, going out there and, and getting into the end zone and, and you know converting on third downs. And I think it was just a little bit sloppy overall. UTSA, you have to give them credit for for coming out and putting up more of a fight than I think everyone gave them uh, or than everyone expected. I mean, the Cougars were 35-point favorites, and to only lose by seven is, it was a good showing on their part. But definitely, I know I know BYU was uh, disappointed that they didn't play as, as well as they should have. But at the end of the day, they'll take a victory and it looks like it didn't hurt them too bad in the rankings. Tanner, uh, you said they were 14th in the AP. They're 13th in the coaches' poll, and uh, I, I was a little surprised by that as well. Uh, the Cougars' defense gave up 359 yards. Did that uh, come as a surprise to you? Yes, I, I, I think yeah, in my previous comments, I was only focusing on the offense. It was my, my quarterback bias. But at the end of the day, you have to look at the whole team and the defense did give up way too many yards, especially given the, uh, the, their stoic performances in, in the weeks prior against Navy, La Tech. Uh, you know, they've just been dominant. And so I was surprised to see that they were a little bit more porous on, on Saturday, uh, especially given this UTSA team who hadn't, you know, typically, you know, been, they, they were three and one, but they hadn't. Um, you know, one in convincing fashion. They they kind of squeaked by a couple, and uh, and I just didn't, didn't expect that from the BYU defense. And I think especially when uh, Lowell Narcisse came in, I mean, he had overall a really great game. I, I saw he had the top he had the top quarterback rating in the country after Saturday's axe was was second, uh, ironically. But you know that that quarterback change helped them, and especially that last drive where they just, they just marched on the field. To, to cut it to a one-score game, it looked a little bit too easy. Uh, I know, I know the coaches were uh, not pleased with the uh, the way that the Cougars finished uh, on, on that last drive, giving up just easy yards, making it too easy for them to to just kind of nick and dime their way down the field. I want to run this by you, Gordon. And I were talking about it a little bit uh, earlier on in the show. Uh, but to make a few mistakes in this game and still get a win might not be the, the worst thing in the world uh, from this angle, Tanner, that there are really three games that, that really matter the most on this uh, BYU football schedule. San Diego State, Boise State, and Houston. Those are the three best teams that they're going to play. Houston, of course, this week on Friday. Maybe it, it isn't the worst thing in the world to, to have some things to work on and practice this week and be brought down to earth a little bit to, to be at their best against one of their better teams. Agreed. If you're going to have a game like that, it's good to do it the week before this Houston game. It might serve as a little bit of a wake-up call that they're not maybe as 100% ready to go um, as as they should be. And 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 so Houston obviously presents a, a bigger challenge than UTSA. Last week won their game despite having a minus five turnover margin, which is amazing. It is incredible. Shows that they can put up points, they can overcome mistakes, and is 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 good. This is you know this is what I'm looking forward to is seeing a, seeing BYU against a team like Houston, um, and and then as you mentioned, Boise State and San Diego State down the road, because these are the these are the types of games where it's gonna uh, expose you a little bit more. You can't get away with with little mistakes, can't get away with uh, being sloppy or or having penalties. Uh, which BYU had, had had a lot of on Saturday, 
And and so it's going to be interesting to see this week and how they bounce back. I, I think they will bounce back. I think this definitely serves as, as a as a bounce. Sorry, this serves as a wake up call. Uh, they're going to be. I know the coaches are going to be on them in practice. Um, you know, just letting them know that maybe they got to you know just step it back up. We got to got to pick it up a notch, pick up the intensity up, uh, pick up the uh, the level of preparation, and uh, and just pick up the the level of execution on the details, the little things. Because like I said, BYU moved the ball. They had 300 yards of offense at the half. It wasn't like they were struggling overall. It was just little things, details, penalties, uh, turnover on the first drive. Little things like that, they got to clean up to help them uh, bounce back this week against Houston. So, Tanner, like you talked about, uh, well, the Cougars gave up 287 yards passing to UTSA. Houston can throw the ball pretty well, so that's something they're going to have to shore up. My question to you is, how difficult is it for college-age athletes to responsibly get up for every game? Not just get up for every game, but prepare for every game in a manner that's necessary for it to perform up to its potential. I think a lot of it has to do with the the level of preparation that goes on during the week. If you're, uh, it, it it comes and goes because every now and then you you get into a little bit of a lull week after week. You can feel like, especially after the way that BYU's dominated this first few weeks, it, it's possible to, to get into a little bit of a lull, feeling confident, feeling like that you, if you just do what you've been doing, that you'll be okay, that it'll work out. And if you don't, maybe you don't bring that same type of internal competitiveness, that internal fire to a practice. You don't bring that same type of drive or that same type of excitement to a workout or to a film session where you don't bring that that attention to detail uh, to, to certain position meetings because you just think, oh, we'll be okay. You know, we'll be good. You know, like I said this before, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're, if you're a competitor, you, you're excited to play and you want to go out and give it your all. And I, I don't think that necessarily changes, but, but I think there is that extra um, gear that you can get into uh, or that, or that you can not get into if you're feeling a little bit comfortable, if you're feeling a little bit um, relaxed. And so I think after this, this past week, this UTSA game can serve as a wake-up call to maybe get them into that next gear, preparing as best as they can, working as hard as they can, to, you know, paying attention to every little detail in film throughout the week, and and uh, get, just getting a little bit more dialed in, knowing that this week they have an even tougher opponent. Uh, who who has a has more of a prolific offense than UCSA did, and so I think that you know that defense has to clean things up, and so I know they'll be they'll be you know really tough on them on the film from Saturday, and they'll be tough on them during all week in practice because you know this is a bigger challenge, and so they got to be able to both the coaches and the players have to step it up just a little bit uh, just to you know to, to clean up those things from Saturday and to not repeat those same mistakes this week. So kind of on that note, uh, Tanner, with sticking with the defense for a second, going into this season, uh, Gordon and I talked about this quite a bit. Uh, we thought BYU was going to be pretty good. Um, 
But uh, on defense, some of the similar concerns remained uh, pass rush and secondary because they've had trouble getting pass rush the past couple of years, and sometimes the secondary can be hit or miss at BYU. And through the first few games, those didn't seem to be issues against Texas San Antonio. Those kind of reared their head again. Should we still be concerned? I think there's, I think there's definitely a, a cause for concern. Uh, you have to look at the opponents that they've played. And, and Navy never passes it in, in, in the first place. So I, you kind of expect that. Uh, and then Louisiana Tech, same thing. Not 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 a great opponent overall. Um, and I'm blanking on the third opponent. Troy. Right? Troy. 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 Yes, of course. Uh, Coach Pugh down at Troy. Again, not the greatest opponent overall when it comes to having a prolific offense that's going to put up points. So when you face a, a, a opponent like UTSA and you give up that many passing yards, that does make you. A uh, little bit skeptical, especially because you know going into Houston, which has a much more prolific offense, can put up points, can overcome turnovers. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, it, there's there's uh, there's evidence for it. You're not crazy to have a little bit of doubt because I think that's when the the overall athleticism difference can rear its head. And by that I mean when you play when you when you pit BYU against a more um, I guess elite type of team, like an you know an SEC team or an ACC team, or you know even some some Pac-12 teams, the athleticism and ability is is lacking comparatively between BYU and those teams. And teams can exploit that. You know, if BYU secondary isn't quite as athletic, um, you know they they can exploit that. But that being said, there are things they can do to counteract that. Last year against USC was a great example. USC obviously had great receivers, good passing game, um, you know, good athletes. But BYU, through their scheme and then through through some big time plays that were made, were able to counteract it. So it's possible. It's obviously not impossible to beat a team that's more athletic than you. But the point is, the point I'm trying to make is that there is a little bit of concern, knowing that Houston will have some athletes. They're you know that they, they have uh, a good passing game. So BYU just, is just going to have to be sharp both in their schemes the uh the, the way that they they line up and, and just decide whether to bring pressure or just go with you know bring four drop seven or just rush three drop eight and that's which, which, which they did a lot of against usc it just you know it, they're gonna have to be sharp on their strategy um because because as, as we saw last week there are occasionally some holes and some uh, some weaknesses that can be exploited so Tanner, this last week, uh, Zach Wilson had 30 pass attempts, and BYU ran the ball what about 38 times or so. I don't have it in front of me right now, but it seemed at times that they could have run the ball effectively more. As a former quarterback, it varies from week to week, an opponent to opponent. I get that, but what's the what is the perfect ratio of pass versus run when you have? Some guys back there like Algier who can who can get you over a hundred yards. So the ratio is always going to change week to week. It really depends on who you're playing and what their strengths and what their weaknesses are. I thought BYU came out hot. I mean, that first drive just made it look easy, just marching down the field with with drop back down the field passes. Where they got a little bit, I think, 
out of sync was when they kind of started to get a little uh, out of that normal rhythm. They started doing, uh, they brought in some jet sweeps, and then they brought in the you know on third and long uh, that that the wide receiver drag screen where they you throw it to the wide receiver coming coming on the drag, you throw it to him behind the line so guys can be downfield blocking, a play that we ran way too many of in 2018. Um, and then, and then a lot of uh, designed rollouts or, you know, delayed designed rollouts that are delayed, things that just that just weren't working. And, and it, there was kind of a lull there in that second, third quarter where the offense just wasn't clicking. But then it almost tried to go, I guess, too much the other way, where okay, now let now let's run it. And it just there wasn't there wasn't a lot of, um, I guess, mixing it up in between and 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 uh, and keeping things fresh and unpredictable where BYU is good is when they can just do those drop drop back down the field passes and then you saw it on Saturday when, when when they decided to just take some shots down the field allow Zach to just drop back make his reads and and allow guys to get open and make plays big plays were made but when things kind of start getting um you kind of start playing hesitant you start playing a little bit conservative uh even on the third and long there was a run play that was called um, you know, I just think that's when you get out of your rhythm, things get out of sync, you get the three and outs, and uh, you're just not you're not firing in all cylinders. So back to your question, the ratio is going to change, but you need to. I think it's best when it's mixed. If you mix it up, if you go you know down the field pass, uh, mix it up with run, mix it up with some play action, and then you know occasional rollouts, occasional screens, but it you know it has to be. Uh, a variety that's sprinkled in here and there throughout the game, or else you can't just stick to one thing all the time, or else it gets predictable. But when you're when you're changing it up, that's when it makes it a little bit harder on the defense because they don't know what's coming. Thank you, Tanner. We always appreciate you checking in, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. That's our friend Tanner Mangum uh, joins us each and every Monday at five here on the Big Show on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. I thought what he said right there about uh, the the pass rush and the secondary still being a uh, uh, a, a concern. I thought that was a, a real uh, honest take from Tanner right there because I'm a, a you know it it didn't look good. That that was the you know mistakes aside, Gordon. That was the part that that concerned me the most because that might be kind of built in. Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about losing focus and not preparing properly and we covered all that but at what level are you prepared properly and yet you you still aren't able to stop the pass right exactly i mean is that is that what we were looking at in that particular case i i didn't think utsa could throw it very well well they they punished the cougars uh uh, with uh, as I said, those 287 passing yards and a bunch and a number of touchdowns. So against Houston, that's something the Cougars are going to have to get straightened out. Yep, no doubt.